Hello, 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 and thank you for joining me on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? This is episode 22. All righty. How you been? Chilling, man. Fucking trying to stave off this cabin fever doing this quote-unquote quarantine. I mean, it's not really I know. The, 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 the wave is, it has hit the shores of California. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If it, it it's like it, And that's the perfect analogy because it feels just like you're sitting on the beach waiting for that big-ass wave. Like, <laughs> I know I'm going to survive it. It's not going to kill me. You know what I mean? But it's, it's going to be crazy and tumultuous for a exactly. second because that shit's going to hit you and you're going to lose control and you're not going to know for a second <laughs> what if the undertow catches you. But most likely you're probably going to be fine. <laughs> the waves are going to smack you, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to smack you, but you'll be good. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, uh, what you been watching? Um, I've been... I actually... I went a little bit in the past, and I also stayed in the modern a little bit. So I, I caught up a little bit on season one of the HBO series of Spawn. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, when that was coming up, I, I didn't have HBO. I mean, I still don't have HBO, but <laughs> I've always wanted to watch that as a comic fan, and I always heard about it, though it's really good, and it just sort of popped up on YouTube. So I was like, why not? And you know what I mean? Keith yeah. David is the voice of Spawn, is the man. You know what I mean? I've been a big fan of his since Goliath mm-hmm, in... Mm-hmm. Um, gargoyles and those oh, old uh, you did navy that too i didn't yeah, know that yeah he's that's goliath that and those old um navy commercials navy accelerate your life yeah and they used to play the, the back with the drowning pool in the background yeah so, you know i'm a huge keith david fan and i'm a huge spawn fan so I, I thought it was time for me to actually check that out and it was actually pretty good i saw the first six episodes and it blew me away actually i was i was quite surprised that's what's up a, yeah i'm a huge fan of that series as well i remember um because uh, that was a series of toys were based off of when yeah, they first released yeah. and they had some of the best fresh. toys the and it's so funny because the, the the toys actually like were real it seemed like the movie was of lower quality than the toys were <laughs> but the 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 hbo show um i remember they did an animated one too yeah that's the one i was watching they yeah oh, okay because yeah. there was the animated show and then the real life movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and the real life movie has one of the I love the animation of the cloak. And yeah, and that was back in the that was a long so time ago. Now that I really think was. about it, like that shit holds up really well. Yes. I, yeah, I think I saw I may have seen that movie like maybe two or three years ago and it's and I still enjoyed it. Yeah, so I highly recommend checking that back out. Um but Michael yeah, I remember that and then the, the animated series was really good. What's up? I said shout out to Michael Jai White. Yes. Spawn, you know yes. I mean? Michael Jai yo, another OG. He's been <laughs> in a lot of things like if you don't pay attention, you might not realize how much of your pop culture references come from that man. Black Jai White, yeah, Black Michael Dynamite. Jai White is is iconic. Like, yep. and and that's not even like hyperbolic. Like, he genuinely is iconic. Like, yeah, he's in a lot of uh, a pretty big um, thing. People forget that he was in um, Dark Knight. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. He was the one uh, Joker. Joker gave him that yeah. a little surprise. <laughs> But um yeah so okay were, were you there with us I think you may have met him with us when we saw Black Dynamite back in Florida no back I wasn't with there? you guys oh, I man. lived in California at that time yo that was that was cool that's to, that's definitely a bit of a regret I'm, I I would have loved to be there for that it was it was pretty cool even though not for nothing I only I was only I only became woke to him probably within the last couple of years because I was and that's how I know niggas could sleep on him because I was one of those niggas <laughs> no, not too long ago yeah yeah but yeah. Also keeping it up with uh, the black action heroes, I finished Alter Carbon. Shout out to Anthony uh, Mackie. Nice, yeah. I haven't had time to catch up with that, but I want to. 
it's good. It's okay. Good. It's like, good. It um, keeps up. Yeah. Oh, man. And they also have some nice twists towards the end that nice. I really, really appreciate. I'm super, super looking forward to and that. And I really, really, really shout outs to the writing team for the story arc of Poe. Like, I love it when they give oh, a side Poe's story. Yes, yes. Something to do that doesn't feel tagged on. You but know not I mean? for nothing, Poe, like, they hella surprise. Okay, we'll give the spoiler alert now because we've already talked about this one. So now we're gonna start. We talk. We're gonna talk about like in depth shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved the uh, the expose into Poe and his desire to maintain his identity. Absolutely, because he knew that his identity was something that was unique uh among the ai community because the other ai's identity were inextricably tied to their whatever they were programmed for Mm -hmm. and so they might vary a little bit because they're ai's and their neural networks and they're capable of a vast array of responses but they weren't unique like him and that's kind of i think he's trying to instigate that in the archaeology ai that helped him try to come up now i haven't seen <laughs> I haven't seen so far, so we're gonna talk about this again next yeah, week. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be vague, um, so I'm not gonna spoil nothing for you. But uh, I feel like he's trying to awaken that in her because now she's starting to branch away from her main AI to help him plan this this infiltration. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> like. Uh, I fucks with loyalty, so yes. that's another reason why I'm with my man Poe. Like he feels like. I like that he feels guilt and he's trying to work through that in order to like, yo, how do I handle this? One of the one of the parts that make his arc so compelling is the fact that given the uh, the the uh, uh, the choice of either a resetting yourself so that you can repair the um the inconsistencies in your in your programming so that you can actually do your job properly because you're putting Takeshi at risk because he's malfunctioning because of the uh continual degradation that happens from not resetting and so Takashi keeps on telling him to reset himself but he knows that his damage is so deep that he if he resets he might lose his personality so he 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 has this internal struggle between either a maintaining this personality so he can remember all the things he's done with Takeshi um which he has grown attached to or reset so that he can continue to do these things into the future and that's fucking a crazy yeah. that's a crazy uh, personal um um personal um decision to have to make and at the same time it's i think additionally um interesting that it's something that's artificial that's having to go through this yes absolutely it's yeah. like it's like very similar to a person's growth but it's sort of married differently you know what I mean? yeah because the there's a certain reality like uh, uh the humans don't mind regularly being backed up and sent and, and having their bodies yeah. destroyed and losing the core of themselves that's while this true. ai has learned the value of maintaining that damn i missed that completely that's a really good observation that's like that's that keeps in with the theme of the of the um uh, of the story and what um falconer uh Kilquis? what, what Falcus, yes yeah what she was essentially fighting for her whole mm-hmm. reason mm-hmm. for being that's pretty i didn't Expect to see that parallel between the AI. That's pretty dope. It's crazy, yo. That's a great show. And so I look forward to catching up with that. But man, 
Oh man, I've been watching that show Kidding. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I know it, it. It's a significant portion of my enjoyment of that show is my own masochism because oh. <laughs> it is one of those shows that it the twists may kind of they're they're like punches in the gut. You know what I mean? Yeah, like some yeah. of them, you know, like a lot of twists and turns and shows will excite you in the head. You know what I mean? You'll 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 travel down the road with it and you'll be elated when you the twists in this show punch you right in the gut <laughs> and just be like, oh, OK, OK, <laughs> let me stop and realize why I put myself through that before I go forward, because it's one of those things like the show is only 30 minute episodes, too. Because I think that they determined that now, nah, if you put someone through an hour <laughs> of this, they're just going to end up it, turning man. it off half most of the time because it's an emotional roller coaster, and the 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 characters are mostly simultaneously um, amazing and trash at the same time. It's crazy. I feel like that's that can be a fairly accurate depiction of people. A lot of people are yeah. usually oh, yeah. awesome and trash completely <laughs> at, at the, the same, same time. Degree, yeah. Mm-hmm the same time and so um yeah man oh, i've been enjoying it so much so i'm it, it, i kind of want you to watch it before i even talk about it because it's kind of <laughs> pointless like the, if i explain the storyline to you you're just gonna it, it's a crazy fucked up twisted storyline like and and the person who wrote it let me tell you just did an amazing next level job and the casting that's another thing Probably one of the most star-studded casts I've seen in a long time. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Every one of the characters was was famous, with the exception of the the the, the desk boy. Um, I don't I, I don't know why I had a problem calling him a secretary, but I I don't I don't even know if secretary is a proper word. Um, office <laughs> assistant, the yeah. office assistant in the front, his executive assistant. Um was uh, an african-american actor that i'm sure if i looked him up it's probably someone famous i just don't know <laughs> and so the acting was just top notch phenomenal and so they carried this awkward ass storyline and it wasn't awkward like in a bad way it was awkward because it was written to be awkward right you know what i mean yeah like okay just to give you how awkward it and, and i don't even know if this is gonna be like gonna properly represent the show but there's a scene uh so i told you it's like mr rogers neighborhood yeah and so the the production of the show is a family-owned business so the main character who plays his name is jeff who plays the mr roger type character uh is jim carrey and then it's his sister the sister makes the costume and puppets and the father actually runs the business and 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 syndicates it and they're on PBS and all that stuff. And they're so wildly successful that they're actually duplicated in other countries. And oh. so in Japan, they have this super like, like the Japanese Mr. Mr. Rogers or Mr. Pickles as the, the character in the show is called. Yeah. Um, it's like the old guy just, uh, he's been there for years and uh, he's passing on uh the mantle to the next one you know it's super formal in japan and so one of the things that the understudy has to do is he has to go live in america to um uh to study under the the uh jeff the real the original one. mr yeah. pickles and so um 
Jeff is going through a real tumultuous time. And so during one of his shows, he's trying to teach diversity. And so he's trying to teach people about the, the, the phrase Allahu Akbar. <laughs> and that it, you know, it means a lot of things in the, in the Islamic world. And it's not something that should be stigmatized. It's something that has been co-opted by and in a kid's show, obviously inappropriate. <laughs> but the Japanese guy doesn't realize that he's going like, through okay. an emotional time. And so, okay. yeah. And this so later in the show, it comes up where the, the uh, Jeff has a breakdown. And so the Japanese guy steps in to help him real quick. And as his salutation, he doesn't realize he goes, Allahu Akbar, and then gets attacked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot of just really funny, weird that's shit true, like bro. that. Yeah. That's, that's like hilarious. Like, who wrote that? Because it was comp when you first heard it, <clears throat> it never crossed your mind other than just his you know, upset ravings. No one stopped and thought that this Japanese man is going to pick this up, go research it, and then <laughs> and later on get him in trouble for saying it in public. Like, it was That's just really funny. funny. But yeah, the show is amazing. Um, but, and, and you know, just, just weird shit happens. There's a lot of, it's a lot of sex. I didn't, like, I was a little bit surprised at, at how much sex was, was, like just worked into the storyline like it wasn't like shoehorned in mm -hmm. but yeah showtime was like nah we gonna give it to you <laughs> we gonna give it to you this is a showtime show yeah it and deliver. it wasn't like hot steamy sex it was like it's, it's awkward kind of weirdo sex most low. of the time you know That's what i mean funny. like it, there was a lot of mutual masturbation and i'm not sure why <laughs> like it, it would be a man and a woman who instead of just having sex penetrate but maybe it's a white people thing um, i dig it maybe it, they're like tired or something. no it's definitely a white know. people thing it has nothing to do with any of that like nah it was weird it was it was it was uh, it was weird because like i don't i just like culturally don't understand like why you would why you know what i mean past well, yeah. foreplay yeah why yeah, you yeah, wouldn't yeah, yeah. he was masturbating her with his hand and she was masturbating him instead of having sex like i don't get that part yeah like they were both together and like he's Jill and her, and yeah. she's jacking him, and and yeah, like you know, in, maybe in, like... The, in the replacement of sex, like I get the foreplay part, and I'm like, okay, it's cool. That could be kind of hot for like two or three minutes. Low, but you as know what I mean. Like that's the new alternative. Yeah, like nah, bruh. <laughs> that's just how we do it. There's now. one point where yeah, okay. where where they're um the yeah. the the ex-wife is sleeping with her new boyfriend, and instead of him penetrating her, she's masturbating while she's while he sucks her toes, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like my G that's you, how you're gonna finish it and you're gonna toes, masturbate huh? and finish like get the fuck out of here my G I don't know if they're trying to push this like new non-penetration sex that's but that's like, never gonna work in my community work. That's that ain't never gonna fly in my yeah, community nah nah, nah bruh hey man you know I don't know if they're trying to promote outer course for safe sex <laughs> but I'm not strokes, with that shit you know I, mean? I am not with it but, but beyond that um, the show is really well done I'm sorry I don't know I don't know why, but that shit really blew my mind because it happened multiple times until the point where it was like, like hey, all right, all I right. I trying to say something at Yeah, this point. like, come on. Once, it's like an accident. Twice, it's a trend. <laughs> no, but you know what it is? It's because it's like it's happened more times in that show than it's ever happened in my entire that's life. Hilarious. And so that's what makes it so weird hilarious. and awkward. You know what I mean? <laughs> Outside of the show, you've never, I've never seen that before. Nope. Is not Especially an, not, not in that initiated. close proximity, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, funny. yeah. yeah so. I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I feel like if you've gotten to that point, just 
fucking get on. But anyway, yeah. So, but but it totally fits the show. That's what I mean. Like it, it. Yes, that is the exact type of sex I would expect to see in this show. From these, from these people and these damaged people in this damaged position, going through these fucked up times. You know what I mean? And so, oh, and I was spot on. It absolutely is. I don't know if a parody slash satire of uh of mr rogers but um it, it's definitely a parallel to that you know what i mean and yeah. and also and i love the lessons taught in the, yo the show in so many times i've had i had to pause it and be like yo did you just see what the writer just did there did you just see the message that he put in there right now he would have these conversations with his son mm-hmm. and then immediately they would go through these weird awkward life situations that would put that very teaching to the test and many times the he was trying to lead his son down a better path and it was being reaffirmed and i really thought that like in this fucked up show about these fucked up people (laughs) the fact that they chose to highlight the moments where his son is reaffirmed to be a good person i found so empowering like yes the world is fucked up and yes, the average person you meet will probably not have enough attachment to you to give a fuck about you. But that still doesn't mean that you don't be a good person. Correct. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, it's it was really great to watch. Can't really let other, other people's shittiness corrupt Yeah, but you, if you, you can, I mean? you should definitely watch that. Because I would love to revisit this and get your opinions on that. I mean, at this point, we ain't got nothing but time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you ain't going nowhere, nigga. Watch that shit, nigga. Self-quarantine and host. <laughs> What am I gonna do? Go I outside. feel bad for y'all because my girl lives Talk here. Like y'all people. niggas gotta find some way to get pussy. I'm like, yo, <laughs> that sucks for I you. I guess I'm just gonna stay home. <laughs> but yeah, man. You know, surprisingly enough, there's not a whole lot of politics shit to talk about today. So I'm gonna push that off to the to the end of it. <laughs> um, you know, the only social topics really to talk about is um the Roni changing the fucking landscape of the world yeah. as we know it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Nike and, and Apple are closing down stores. Yeah, yeah, um yeah. I'm pretty sure that they're not gonna reopen those stores. Uh Bill Gates stepped down to become more in, involved in his philanthropy, which yeah, I yeah. I I highly recommend. I am absolutely going to reread Anand Giranan Giranan I fucked up his name, but uh, his book, Winners Take All, and I'm going to do a definitely deep dive in that because it's all about how the elites have made the charade of them saving the world uh, uh, and use that to to justify the malfeasance and the destruction that they reap themselves upon the world. And then they use different mechanics in society to wash their their uh their uh ill-gotten gains no their reputations oh yeah that too you know what i mean so whereas a jeffrey epstein can be honored in harvard you know what i mean like how (laughs) how in good conscience can harvard have huge endowments that of his money still well I mean, I mean he has not recently, um, but he they have not returned any of the money that he. Well, that no, he donated. Not, I didn't mean the money. I meant like honored. Is he still considered honored? honored? Yeah, no, I don't. I've that? never heard them denounce him. They've Ooh. never they've never taken his name off off a plaque. No, nothing from what I've seen. And so, yeah, and they in and, and so this book is really good uh, at talking about that. And I think that it's great to have as a perspective to look at the lens of 
news like Bill Gates being more involved in the philanthropy because what that ends up doing is is that as they donate and as they move to change these things they control the discourse that we have about them mm -hmm. and so change becomes what they call change mm -hmm. and and all of their voices are diminished in the in the presence of their goodwill and that's not good because they I don't fucking trust Bill Gates. I don't think that he's a I don't think that he has a positive view of most people. I don't believe that he helps people for their best interest. I think he helps people because he knows that he needs healthy people to exploit. I think that he knows that a lot of his ideas cannot be furthered without a healthy public. I don't think that he thinks very highly of minorities. I think that he only thinks of us as a farmable population. I think that Bill Gates is a terrible person to have an increased hand in philanthropy. That's just my opinion, though. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just I, I wanted I definitely can't wait to, to reread that book so that we can talk more about that, um, because that's going to be one of the areas of our world that are going to change irrevocably due to this coronavirus. And I'm really interested in, in where we're going to be in the next four months. I keep saying that, but like four months is my standard frame of, of reference for like, Yo, some shit could go down in four months. <laughs> like, you know, shit that happens for a week is kind of trendy. But if something's going on for four months, it's a thing. There's now, a chance. Yeah. yeah, there's a chance that it might never go away. You like, know, um, yeah, kids in cages. And there you have it. And so, you know, uh, you in, in the same vein, YouTube is now demonetizing people who talk about coronavirus. And so that's another way of just controlling the narrative. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, why do you it's need a, money to talk about coronavirus? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a it's it's a real interesting world we're moving into because especially as the more you more people who stay home, the more people who consume through these mediums that are becoming increasingly more controlled, like YouTube, like Facebook, like you know what I mean, whatever whatever primary online digital medium you use, and those are very easily controlled, very easily censored. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. You know, our public life is becoming more quote unquote socially distanced, which I think is a lot of, it, it, they're trying to push humans further and further away. And they're, and the scary part about the American public is that we're just letting it happen. <laughs> no one's stopping to say, Hey, what is the evidence of this? What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Where is there proof of this? Because this all sounds like bullshit. It all does sound like bullshit. You have to understand None of these places were able to decrease any of this shit from happening just by trying to do this social distancing shit. The only way that Korea and China got it under control is by literally taking every sick person and treating them with the same care, the same extreme level of care. And so that's how they literally stem this. Everyone. If your temperature was anything variant than what a normal human's temperature would, would, was, they were treating you with the maximum level of care. That's the only way to do this. And that's not what they're saying doing. They're saying start to be skeptical of the people around you and don't go in public places. That is not how you do this. All that's going to do is cause things like Nike and Apple to shut down their stores. And then guess who that benefits? Jeff Bezos. Because guess what? When those stores close, you're just going to go on to Amazon and order those same items. And now you're giving him a cut of that. And so it just seems really fucked up that people aren't stopping to say, hey, you know what? I hear you. I want to be safe, but I need you to show me some real evidence of what's going on, because what you're saying doesn't match up with what we're seeing around the world. 
Italy has already reported that they're under control. Wuhan has already uh, been taken out of their state of emergency. Korea, South Korea is in, in a sta uh, state of decline in terms of their cases being reported. You know what I mean? Like, it's not taking four months. Oh, and before I go too deep in real quick, I just wanted to add in two corrections from last episode because one of them is kind of pertinent. Um, Spanish flu was post-World War One, which kind of lends to your point in that it, there's no way we're going to get to that level of of infections because world war one we absolutely had a different medical system far diminished from what we had our average sanitary method and ability to disperse sanitizer and and just general sanitary methods to to the individuals was far diminished and probably there was you know italy does have huge cultural issues not and i don't say cultural issues i'm sorry i don't mean to say it like that <laughs> but they culturally go in public and come in close contact with people way more than americans way more than americans on a daily basis a large portion of their population goes to a food market market yeah you know what i mean like that is a <laughs> fundamentally different way it is different than you know walking through a public place and most of those people not and not being able to infect you because you don't come in close enough contact because you stay more than six feet away from most people unless you're in a really busy 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 place which in that case avoid that yeah i agree avoid that <laughs> but you can go to the mall and stay more than six feet away from somebody you know what i mean and so <clears throat> you know it's just it, it, it they're just pushing us apart and it sucks because will never I don't think that we'll ever start to come back together. People are just going to become more and more comfortable with being pushed farther and farther apart. And while that'll make things like my podcast more valuable, I don't think that that's actually valuable for society. You know what I mean? Like the less people actually get to talk to people in public is the more they're going to look to do like just sit home and listen to things like this because it's easier. You know what I mean? And it might be just a substantive. And who knows? This might be a better conversation than you have with your average friend. And so I don't want to supplant that individual com you know, conversation and contact that you get with people. But it's it's weird how society, because of this coronavirus, is organizing itself that way. Very much so. You know what I mean? It's kind of bittersweet because I'm like, oh, hey, cool. I could work in that environment, but I don't think that that's an environment I want to be in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's testy at best oh and then the other correction i wanted to make real quick was um baldur's gate was made by bioware not bethesda but that actually doesn't change the point at all so that's a wash <laughs> you know what i mean i had one mistake that didn't mean anything and one that had to be corrected but either way and neither of them changed the conversation right right hand. um but yeah so you know there's not really much else to be said about the roni hopefully this uh whatever Whatever wave is coming through LA comes and goes without too much um, issue. Um, and stop hoarding supplies, man. That's it's embarrassing. stupid. Y'all look ridiculous. They look stupid. Ridiculous. And and the thing is, is like, yo, you do. It's one thing to look stupid on the side of the street, but it's another thing to give someone your money while you look stupid. Like it's like, come on, dude. Y'all people buy all that toilet tissue. Now, granted, toilet tissue doesn't go bad, but it's completely unnecessary. And it just and what it does just shows how inconsiderate people are. Absolutely, yeah. Because it's like you do know you live in a place with other people, and it just shows how ignorant. Like I don't even want to shop at the fucking places who aren't smart enough to say, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna put a limit thirty roll thirty items. roll limit per person for toilet tissue," because you know it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? If you want that that much, then go to multiple places and do that. 
but everyone should have universally said, hey, we're going to sell out of this shit anyway. Clearly, everyone wants it. So why don't we meter it to show a little bit of responsibility for the community? Oh, because we're shit bags? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a little too much work, bro. Yeah, no, nah, dude. That's why I can never work in those environments. Like, I don't genuinely believe that American commerce system is, like, healthy. Or humane? No, it's definitely not. And that, that is the perfect word. It's not humane to deal with people like this. Like, like, why would you want a business in your community that doesn't care about your community to the very level that they can literally sell everything they have in stock? It is in everyone's best interest not to let a single person hoard it. So it means zero to your profit margin. But now nah, you want to respect their right in your <laughs> private establishment to hoard. Like, you're a fucking shitbag, dude. Like, I people who own businesses who just watch that, yes, I all will refer to you universally as shitbags. And so I hope that this reaches someone's ear who does that so I could lose a listener. But, <laughs> like, it just it just makes me so upset. Like, our world doesn't have to function like this, people. Yeah. It's little shit like that that would go so fucking far to bringing us together, you know what I mean? But There's definitely a sickness of selfishness that's, like, afflicting people right now. It's not Roni. But you know what? You know who's not being afflicted by that shit is CD Projekt Red. Yeah. And and I'll segue into the next topic with that because they are a fucking amazing company. And their their astounding level of confidence right now is showing through, I think, as a a great forbearance for what they're going to bring. Um, Forbearance isn't the right word to use there, but it's um, I think it's it's going to be a great uh, it's going to be a great um, indicator of their uh, productive quality to come, because what they're doing now is is uh, they're opening up several weeks before launch. Yeah, to get yeah, hands yeah. on for all review my reviewers shit. who review are interested, and not me. only that, they're removing the information embargo two weeks Say prior to bad launch. About my game, nigga. Say something. They are so confident in the overwhelming quality of what they're releasing that they have no issues with giving you all the time in the world to play test the entire game. And come up with as many possible bad things to say as possible. And let you say it well before the actual launch of the game. Yo. Drop the mic. Yo, blue, blue, Drop blue, the blue, mic. Blue. I'm out. Hold on. I dropped the mic. <laughs> they, I just dropped the mic. <laughs> well, bro, that shit is crazy. Yo, dropping the video game dong of supremacy of 2020. Epine swollen. Okay. Yo. Bro, see, yo, yeah. I, I, I especially like how they told the other developers, like, yo, good luck on your games if you can't handle the shit that we're telling our, our customers that oh, we're about to do. Oh, I love it. Good CD luck. Project, I'm guaranteed buying that game. I, and I'm so glad it's coming out on PS4 because I know that I'm going to be broke and not be able to buy a new PC by the time it comes out. <laughs> and so I got the TV out there. Oh, it's going down. That's gonna, <laughs> I can't wait for that one. I'm so proud of them for fucking stepping up and just, just, Showing like no, how about how about we try this crazy notion? We won't be d bags yeah. because if you make it, they will buy it. That is always that should have always been the mantra of every developer. If you make a good game, they will buy it. Period. Feel me? So yeah, sorry, didn't mean to get so amped up. Yo, CD Projekt Red, we get a niggas blood boiling. You know, like yes, that, it's nice, it's exciting. <laughs> People going against this corporate grain, man. Right. It's, just, 
It's terrible. It's, it's it, as a, as a long time gamer who barely buys video games anymore. It's nice to see some of these companies are actually trying to do something different because it's the same. It's the same old, same old that really made me step away from a lot of the games that I was playing. Yeah. So that that was just super super exciting to hear. I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, hey, there was some new music. I definitely caught a, a good amount of new music recently. So, uh, there was the new J Electronica. Ooh. So have you heard it? I have not, but I just remembered a, a new, new song, kind of new song. So I'll just start with my review. <laughs> I listened to it from beginning to end. I give it, and this is just one time. Okay. So this is just first time, first impression review. I give it a solid six. Okay, I mean that's not that's not spectacular. bad. It had there was one song on it that I literally said to myself, "What the fuck is he doing?" <laughs> yeah. I was bad? like, no, "It was it was it was bad." And then I had to take another point off because for his debut album, I just had I just took umbrage to the fact that he did not put Jay Z's name on the album. Jay Z is heavily featured on this album. Maybe he wanted to stay uncredited. That is unfair to the person who thinks that they're getting a Jay Electronica album. Because this was not just a Jay Electronica album. Jay Electronica. Now, mind you, I, I, now let me give an up because I gave a, a couple of downs. My man's got bars <laughs> on bars on bars. Okay. And from what I understand, he was dating a Rothschild. So there's some coded shit in there. My man was dating a Rothschild. That is quite an accomplishment. That is. Yo, that's another echelana type of chick. (laughs) And the things that he's privy to that he's trying to, to, to put into this album are esoteric to no end. And so, I, I can't wait to listen to it again so I could try to dig something out of it. But if I have to do archaeology on your album, <laughs> then it it better come through. Don't let me dig and not find anything. Right. So that's why on the first listen through, I give it a solid six. Maybe a shaky seven. <laughs> Because there are some banks, like there's the, the bars, yo, like seriously, on the weight of the bars, like the bars are almost just like seven worthy straight out. I mean, that's pretty good. That's on pretty both good. people, on both dudes' ends, even on that song where, like, what the fuck are they doing? It's because whoever made, like, I'm pretty sure he made the beat, uh, whoever told him to just do that, unless he let Blue Ivy make the beat, nah, it's, it's it sounded a like a child. It's it was like so. It was so poorly put together, and I'm gonna shout out to Parks on Joe yeah, Budden. Wish you have one he of the hates Blue Ivy that beats. rough, that rough uh, early '90s production method where you kind of hear crackles here and there, low fidelity, lo-fi type shit. Um, he hates that shit, but he he I I love that shit. I find it endearing, and he kind of has that varnish on this whole album. But in that track. It was just weird. It was just, it was completely separate. And not that everything has to, you know, be in a perfect linear flow, 
but just that one, the beat, you got to listen to it. I can't even describe it. It's, it. It is unfair for me to even try to to categorize it because I didn't understand it at all. I didn't understand what he was doing. It was a rough track, but there was only one of those. There was a couple of them that were, I would say, and 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 I, I would love, like, um, Never Ending Story. Because, yo, I love the names of his tracks. They're all, like, weird nerd references that I get into. You know what I mean? He's got a lot of Star Wars bars. And so that that's worth five points right there for me. You know what I mean? You, you, sp- you sp- spitting about chilling on Dagobah. I'm with you, my nigga. I've been on Dagobah, nigga. Meet me on Tatooine, <laughs> ho-ass nigga. No, I'm joking. But it's like, I, I dig it. That's, that's, that's always a, a plus for me. But... It was a very artistic album for sure. Okay. And so I'm interested. I'm interested to, to to give it some more time on my ears for sure. So does he consider all his previous works like mixtape or has he just not made a musical compilation before? How come this is his uh, debut It's been album? like 10 years, right? It's Jay Electronic has been around for a while. He's, yeah. He's, he's been around for a while. So now, I, I, well, I think that part of the problem is, is that He's never had to do anything. And him and Jay have a weird relationship. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's public and I just don't know what it is. But him and, like... Like, how do you get Jay-Z to feature on 75% of your debut album and not even be credited? You know what I mean? I'm like, what kind you, of relationship is that? That's not an accident. That has to be a very good relationship. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But you but you know what I'm saying? Like, that yeah. is weird, though, right? Like, just I mean, to... I know, Um. Uh. from my understanding, like, you brought it up one time. Mm-hmm. There was a time that uh, Kendrick was on somebody's song and he was uncredited, too. Like, yeah, yeah, on Coles. Yeah. But he just did a loop on the, on the hook. I mean, Jay is rapping on every track. Like, 75% of the tracks, Jay has verses, verses, verses. But it's Jay-Z. I can honestly see Jay-Z being I know, like, but it, mm-hmm. isn't that just a little odd? Like, you don't... That's not a typical right. thing. Right, it's, it's oh, okay. definitely not typical. Yeah, yeah. that's all sure, I'm pointing sure, out is that it's sure. atypical yeah, yeah, to have yeah, a superstar... Uh, you know, as far featured as I know, that heavily on a ten-year-old debut, but like you said, they seem to have a relationship. Yeah. So you know, it's probably just some some homeboy shit. Yeah, that's true. I need me some homeboys like that though, yo. I just <laughs> yo, just just put my platform, put me on your platform real quick. But um, yeah. So that was I. It was I. It was overall positive. And so I've so I've said earlier on in this podcast, yo, a six is not a bad score for me. That's a that's not a bad score for me, you know what I mean. That is a yeah. good score, that is above the middle score. It's above the median the the median score, and so yeah. Then there was um, Childish Gambino released some some music, and I'm 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 a little bit salty. Why? Because <laughs> he released he streamed a rough of an album he's working on at. All at one time at like three in the morning, and then didn't post it nowhere. <laughs> so I didn't actually hear the Childish Gambino music. I'm just over here talking he about just, it. He just heard about. I just know it's there. He just yeah, he heard about what. And happened. I know I'm salty. That's funny. I mean, you get to hear it a little bit. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, I'm so looking forward to that, man. I love Donald Glover. You, you hear the as, a, uh, as an artist version. Pause. Um, <laughs> I love Donald Donald Glover's art. I think he is one of the few true artists that are out there actually doing it. Grande. And when I say few, I mean there's like two dozen out of the hundreds of thousands. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying that he's like a one of one, but there's not, there's only a, like you can count on a few niggas' hands how many 
real artists there yeah, are. You how know many what people I mean? actually in the industry that actually view and, their and work as art? Exactly. And not just as a job. Yeah, it's just something work. they make. You know, Correct, yeah. there's a difference between an artist and an artisan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Donald Glover is an artist, whereas I think that a lot of these rappers are artisans. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. make a masterful item, but they aren't artists. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the third little piece of music that I kind of stumbled on was um, I was in the YouTube rabbit hole, son. And tell me why Busy Signal been remixing Roddy Rich's uh, music, hilarious. son. I love I that. that. Yeah, but, yeah, yo, yeah. Because yeah. you know, in Jamaican culture, that's not a it's not a, a theft. In Jamaican culture, you make a rhythm and everyone jumps on the rhythm. Mm-hmm. It's just how it goes. And so when Jamaican artists refix your song, they and I think that that, that term might because you know you've heard a refix. You know what I mean? I think yeah, that yeah, to yeah. Americans that might sound offensive. <laughs> Refixing a song, you know what I'm saying, instead of remixing it. Okay, man. And so, yeah, he was doing a, a refix on a bunch of Roddy Rich uh, tracks, and boy, he killed. It. I love Busy Signal, Idonia, uh, Octane, I Octane. Um, uh, who else? Alkaline. Those <laughs> niggas when they jump yeah, on your track, track nigga. Hot. Yo, Ooh, is that is not hot. a yo? If you could get those five on a, on any like. I would yeah, love to that's... make a mixtape where I take a, a, a American beat, get those, and just give it to those five and get a track. You know what I mean? And do a yeah. couple of series of that. You know what I mean? Like they used to do. You remember that <laughs> they used to do that? Like I'm over here acting like that's a new thing. Like no nigga. No, they still in do 2005 that. they used to do those. They regular. still do that. It's just now there's YouTube and they're broken up as the individual. If oh, I if hate that, nah, man. YouTube, I want to see like... nah, nigga. I'm old. I want a CD <laughs> with 60 tracks. What the fuck is a CD? Two minutes a piece. Nigga, I'm trying to get my retro what one. Is a CD? No, if you if you go up on YouTube and type in like airplane rhythm, know, you can't find it. a whole of them, isn't I it? I know, Missy. Can't find a whole of the rhythm trying to. You hear the new um vibes cartel um uh Tony Montana? No, Jesus, yeah. no, I never hear it. I'm to check it. Lit. You gotta check that song. It's pretty dope. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I was definitely There's a lot of good things happening that. in music right now for sure. For yes, sure. music is good right now. Music is sure, good. Sure. Um, it's funny because you know whenever shit hits the fan, music always. You got to save That's yeah. That's the uh, musicians know. Like yo, people's just sitting at home waiting for inspiration right now. That's my time. Oh, and you know what? I moved. Speaking of music, I moved on from the gaming topics. There's a new Tony Hawk coming out. And, I, and, and then and, and see, listen. I know that might sound like some weirdo nerdo shit, but come on, man. Tony if Hawk you, is if a you, classic. Thank you. If you were fucking with PlayStation in 2001, Tony Hawk was a great fucking game. I was not a skateboarder. I was a rollerblader. But the video game was so well made for its time. Like, that shit stands up. You know what I mean? And it inspires a grip of games. Like, SSX, Tricky. That's the first one that I was about to bring up, too. I I never... I'm not a skateboarder. I'm... After I hurt myself on a skateboard, like, fucking 20 years ago, I never got back on one. But Tony Yo, Jeff kills it on the skateboard. And the snowboard. (laughs) Well, I I mean... Yeah, because... I guess, yeah. His racial bonuses. <laughs> but yeah, like, I really, um, Tony Hawk was, was definitely one of the games that, like, stays with Yeah, and, and, and always iconic in Tony Hawk was the music. Yes. Tony Hawk yes. was one of the first yes. video games I heard that had awesome 
original music like not i don't know if the music was original but from real famous bands that i listened to outside of the video game yeah you know what i mean and then sx tricky actually introduced me to artists you know what i mean and that really was the mind fuck you know what i mean and so that that whole tony hawk style of game leading into the other games that might not be of that brand but or of that kind of extreme sports like half pipe you know yeah open world park you know what i mean like (laughs) the open world park uh theme of it was really awesome like you got to travel around the city you know what i mean that was all pre you know this whole open uh open world sandbox shit that's available now and so yeah man i was really happy to hear that i heard that i was like oh like I was like, man, first Streets of Rage four, now new Tony Hawk. I'm like, yeah. boy, that's good for Tony Hawk, man. That's ah. Have you seen the video? I've seen a couple of videos of him on YouTube, like teaching his daughter how to skate and shit. Yeah, man, that shit's awesome. Yeah, Tony Hawk is the man. He's a genius. I can't wait. But yeah, I just wanted to 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 hit that gaming topic before we move too far away. But yeah, man, that was pretty much it for the music. But um, it hasn't been much in t- in politics to even to even mess around with too much uh there was the there was the debate but it was pretty trash <laughs> i was gonna um, say biden held up i will give him that he didn't he didn't have any major gaps i think he called um corona sars once but that was the that's, worst that's i mean bad. he kind of floated the same stupid idea of like offering brazil money for the amazon yeah, yeah so yeah. pretty much he's saying yo let's try to buy the amazon from brazil which is fucking retarded <laughs> Um, but it's not the worst thing. It was not a gaffe. Um, Bernie stood up and, you know, I don't I know I railed on adversarial politics, but you don't got to be his friend. Like you can't preface something that is going to deter from his reputation by saying that this is my guy. This guy's my friend. You know what I mean? You can't yeah, yeah. say you're lying to my face because at one point Ber- Bernie was like, you know what? Everyone go to YouTube. Look up the videos. You can see him doing it. <laughs> and you know what I mean? And that was a great line of attack if you haven't prefaced it with, you know, Joe, I know you mean well, but why? You know, you're not his friend. He's not your friend, really. But maybe he does mean well. I mean, he doesn't. Okay. He doesn't. <laughs> but like, don't spread like, that shit on our platform. Go ahead and clarify. He doesn't. But, you know. Yeah. Know. It's just... I don't know, old guys having cat fights. It's a little, it's all a little weird. And so, but no, it wasn't a cat fight. That was the good part is that it didn't become a cat fight. You know, oh, that's good. There was one point where Bernie, because Bernie, but see, that's what I'm saying. You could completely debate someone, call them out, say they're a liar without turning it into a cat fight. It's a different, you know what I mean? You don't have to be adversarial to point out facts. That's what, you know what I mean? Like, if you want to have an argument, then call it an argument and say it's the, the 2020 Democratic argument. You know what I mean? And we can we can address it that way. But if we're going to have a debate, then let's have a debate. And then, honestly, they, they seem to have a relatively decent debate. Granted, the first 20 minutes of it was all corona questions, coronavirus questions. But um, whatever. And, you know, and the, the ending was great. It was like probably 40% about the coronavirus, which I'm pretty sure that, you know, you know what? Maybe that is indicative. Maybe, maybe since so much shit is changing, we should start thinking because shit will never be the same again. And I think that that's the message that the media is sending us is that no matter fucking what, even if it doesn't hit us hard, we're going to act like it did. And we're going to make this into something more than it is. Because why would you focus that much of a presidential primary debate on something that literally won't be there by the time they become president? 
Man. And I think that that's the psychological message because it's all manipulation. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're manipulating you because they know that you will internalize a lot of this stuff subconsciously. You're not going to be aware of the fact that by them in inundating your, your consciousness and every part of your life with this, that you will eventually become numb to it. You're not going to pay attention to that because you think that they're doing it genuinely. I mean, a lot of people have already become numb to it. Oh, no. Black people haven't. Yo, I think I went to the farmer's market and, yo, they was, yo, the black dudes, they were all like, nah, man, I ain't that worried. I've been sick before. Like my grandma been sick before. My grandma, like, and this is the thing that they don't seem to understand is that guess what? If I get coronavirus and I die, that sucks. But if I stay home and don't go to work and don't do the things that I need to to support my life then guess what? I'll waste away slightly slower and that will suck. So why not just fucking... You, to, to the average person I mean, in our in our neighborhood, that's the metrics. Pretty sure dying of poverty is way slower than dying from corona. Yeah, but it's, and it's a lot more agonizing too. Yep. Because the thing is, is that you have this weird bullshit idea of hope when you're, you're already way too far below the line to actually dig your way out. And if you take four weeks off and then your company lays you off. Yeah. You think you're digging yourself out of that when you're already in the hole. Feel me. So yeah, it's not even an option. Yeah. So a lot. And then they're, and then all they want to do is, 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 is shame people for not wanting to socially distance. No, like, fuck you. Can I live my life? Can the people live their lives and take and be, and accept onto themselves the risk of, of being sick? Like, I'm, I'm not saying be responsible and be around people who are, you know, um, compromised or don't be around old people if you can help it. Like I met my neighbor the other day, Miss Debbie. God bless her soul. Shout out to Miss Debbie if you ever listen to this. And you know what? She's an elderly lady. But you know what I was able to do? I was able to open my door and say, "Hey, how you doing? It was nice to meet you. This is my name. I don't have to touch you. I don't have to breathe in your face. But I also don't have to be rude and not address you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're like, "Yo, stay away from people. Don't be in social places." Like, nah, nigga. The way that you guys are presenting it is to try to deter people from doing things like that. You know what I mean? Because they're like, don't go to shut. Because they, they went from don't go to gatherings of 500 to don't go to the gatherings of, two, of 250 to don't go to gatherings of people 150. Now I don't go to gatherings of people 50 and more. You're just going to keep on. And this is why I'm like, yo, we got to stop at some point because I'm guarantee you if you don't, they're going to be like, yo, you guys really shouldn't just you should just not be around more than one person at a time. So you can make sure that that one person is is vetted if they're sick. And, you know, then I'm like, what are you, you know, I mean, right now it's not that bad because they're just suggestions and you're just being told to by the media. Yeah, exactly. And, And I think that this is all really just preparation. Let's see how far we can get. Let's see how far we can get in this situation. And we'll utilize that data so that when we actually deport, deploy the, the, the program that we're going to use for lasting social control, it's going to hit. It's going to stick because we've already determined what you guys are willing to deal with, what your breaking point is. And we're, we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to do this wrong. And you have no faith in the American people? No. Why would I? <laughs> fuck out of here, nigga. Why the fuck? What? That's funny. Why? Sway. Hey, American man. people don't got the answers. Yo, you know, I they, no, come on, man. Something, you know, they might be ready. Because the people who do care enough and do have the answers are self-sufficient enough to know that if this shit went down, fuck it. We got a dip. 
There's nothing we could do because the the that's what I mean by when I say that the establishment is so entrenched that we'll never be able to reverse the course of the direction that they've set. They've they've definitely created a titanic situation where we've already decided this path and we've come so close to the iceberg that turning that ain't a thing. Well, you're going to turn so you can graze the bitch and it could just rip open the side of the hole rather than the front. Like, you're not going to, we're not going to avert the disaster that's going to come from the eventual consumption of capitalism of our government. And once that fully happens, we'll be completely under the control of people like Bezos. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people like Zuckerberg. And we'll have a group of oligarchs who each control an industry that is vital to our lives and they will become the ultimate thought leaders for those things. And if you say something and we'll be in like a, uh, uh, we'll be in a variation of the totalitarian dictatorship that China is in. Just, it won't be Xi Jinping. It'll be Bezos, Zuckerberg, Bill Gates. You know what I mean? It'll just be those guys all controlling their given sector. And, not even having to, I guarantee you that they wouldn't even have to talk to each other. They just all live by the same misanthropic view of the average person that will lead them to maintain this bullshit system. I mean, they're already pretty much doing it anyway. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, I will, I'm not saying this because I'm making it up. I'm not that creative. This is literally what I'm watching happen. There's a lot of good storytellers out there, and I'm not one of them. I'm not, a, I, I can't make this shit up. I'd be Isaac Asimov if I could. You know what I mean? I'd be writing fucking shit on the level of altered car. You know what I mean? I'd be making TV shows if I was that good of a fucking storyteller. I'm not. This is just the obvious. Like, all the, the, the writing is on the walls for this to be exactly what happens. You know what I mean? And there's nothing that stops it. And if you were to ask any of these men if they find that to be a desirable outcome... Most of them would say yes. Yeah, I probably could probably I could probably like come up with better decisions than our lawmakers. That's why they lobby. Because they genuinely believe that. I'm not making this up. Their actions say that. You know what I mean? They believe that they are smarter than our government. And so yes, they would love a future in which they can supplant the government to their own profiteering. That's not fanciful. I mean, that's not even really the future. <laughs> it's the now. Yep. You feel me? Like, as you said, lobbyists, there's a whole reason lobbying is, lobbyists exist. And there's a reason why they outnumber fucking senators and shit like that. But yeah. And so, like, this coronavirus pandemic, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just not that it's fake, but the media will never let a tragedy go wasted. And that was one of the things I was disappointed in the Bernie Sanders campaign for doing was seizing upon this to point out flaws in a healthcare system that honestly could have taken care, could very well take care of. I mean, we live next to a hospital. Our hospital's fine. So I have a hard time believing that this is going to like, like in New York, it's, I don't underestimate the ability of people to make themselves sick by thinking that they're sick and also for people to be misdiagnosed. 
our medical system, while it's really good at treating symptoms and can keep you alive, is really bad at actually knowing what the fuck is wrong with you. And there's many, 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 many cases of malpractice that can be easily found found that would verify that, you know, there's a health there should be a healthy skepticism to the to the prognosis of the medical system. They have to cover their asses. They also want to sell you shit. So if they can cover their ass by saying that everything is coronavirus and thereby being covered under the umbrella act of, of, of an act of God so their insurance company can take care of all of their losses, they'll do it. And so they'll take your fever and they'll call it coronavirus so they can write off your, your, uh, your treatment as a tax deduction. And they don't give a fuck if you really have coronavirus, but they know that just being able to say that they can is in their, is in their monetary best interest. Just so we've created a system in which we cannot trust what's being told to us. And I'm not saying that all medical medical professionals do this, but in the absence of 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 knowledge of what's going on. Yeah, I believe that most of them will just say, hey, no, you you have a fever. You have the coronavirus because they know that a it's just the same general treatment that you would give to anyone else who has, you know, to, to, to someone who any someone who has any other ailment that results in these symptoms. So you there's no there's no uh real cost to just labeling it coronavirus and treating the person as if it is. And so they know that if they can they can do that and make money on it, they probably will. For sure. That just is what it is. And unfortunately most nurses and most people who work in the medical industry live entirely too precariously to give a fuck. And so, yeah, it's, it, I hope that we don't go too far down the hole because we'll, as, as, as I've said before, we'll never get any of this stuff back. And I, I am dubious of our government's ability to cede those things back to us, as I stated last time. And unfortunately, in another case of uh, black people, we got to do better. Andrew Gillum was found. Andrew Gillum, I'm going to give his back uh, story. He is... Um, the dude that ran against the Santos, right? Yes, to be governor of Florida. And um, has a very progressive platform. Has been lauded uh, for a lot of his positive works. Um, another very well-spoken uh, gentleman. I mean, just a great orator. You know what I mean? And yeah. I know that typically when someone says a black man is well-spoken, it's meant to be derogatory. But it, I don't say that at all. Like, as a black man who prides himself on his ability to speak, for me to call another man articulate is meant to be a compliment. And mm -hmm. so I give him his flowers now because, boy, did he... He's he's about to fall from grace pretty hard. <laughs> what is this nigga do? Um, he was found in a Miami hotel room with a despondent male stripper, <laughs> high on methamphetamine, <laughs> drunk and high on methamphetamines, bro. Oh, Gillum has become Florida man. Oh man. Well. And that, while he claims that he didn't take the methamphetamines, that oh, he that was just drunk. Better. That makes it better. Don't worry. It's like my man's wife, like, oh, man. And he said it was for, it's just, the, the, the facts do not add up well for him. 
And I feel bad, man, because like I don't want to tear him down. But at the same I feel time, like he did that to himself. I feel like he did that to himself, nigga. Like, how the fuck, man? How are you going to act like this in front of these white people? We went over here putting our support behind you, bro. That's hilarious. Like, damn, man. That is hilarious. Yo, ladies and gentlemen. And then the whole download thing was killing me. And it's like, come yeah. on, bro. The, my thing is, is not that he was having sex with a male stripper. It's like, why are you lying to your wife and kids about it? Because <laughs> he's having Divorce sex your else. wife, my man. Either choose oh, to live weird. and be with your wife. Like, no. You cannot have the best of both worlds. Do not choose to live with your wife and kids and not accept to suppress that shit until they are not requiring you to not do so anymore. Or have a better agreement with your wife. Because I don't see her sitting out here. She didn't do what Aaron Hernandez's wife did and stand behind it. I don't see any. I don't see her out here stumping for him, saving his. You know what I mean? So I'm assuming they did not have a prior agreement to participate in this lifestyle. And so my thing is, is like, yo, I'm tired of these niggas not choosing to live a life and then live it. They want to live the life they want and they want to live some other life. It's like, nah, you got to choose one, my G. You're either going to have to break their heart, which sucks, but is your right. Just like a woman doesn't have to stay in a relationship that she does not feel like she she is being empowered or satisfying her needs in if you are a man who wants to go out and party with hard-bodied gay strippers then do that but don't do that while trying to pose and present yourself to the american people as the kind of person that they want to elect hey man look at the bright side at least he didn't win the governorship Cause if he had won the governorship and then this shit came out, now I I will give him the benefit of the doubt. More has to come out, but I have a strong feeling that as the more comes out, it's not going to end well. I'm pretty sure he already came out. If you, if you're in a room with an overdose male stripper and you didn't break the fuck out of that room and like, I was never there. and 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 based on the police report they were trying real hard to let him out of there (laughs) they they were trying because i mean he's there's a certain amount of privilege that comes to with that level of political success and the police did they there was just no possible way they could oh man oh yo that's gotta be the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened yeah, man. to my nigga ever. And 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 I never like cuz the thing is is like Damn, my sense. my worst critique of his behavior is still not something that I w- that would cause me to wish that on someone. Yeah. The 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 kind of shit that he's about to go through. Yep. Like man, yeah. I just—I really wish you could have held it together. Like he's about I, to lose everybody that isn't super, 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 super deep with him right now. Yeah, like, he's gonna have—he's gonna have some major like everybody damage control. But like his moms and like his dad and his grandma is probably gonna and start. I'm—I'm I'm, I'm interested to see what his wife and family does. Yeah, I mean that's really the true test. That you says I mean? a lot to me. That is—that's that, the true test for sure. But yeah, um, you know, you really shouldn't laugh at other people's misfortune. But that's fucking hilarious. You can't do that. Like, I'm just like, man, that seems like a real unforced error. Like, I feel like 
there's a lot of things he could have did to prevent this. Hundred percent, bro. Hundred percent. For one, don't fuck with meth. Whew. Two, don't fuck with everybody that fucks with meth. Hey. Feel me? Those are two big rules. If you if you live your that'll life keep by the Roni away from you. That'll keep that'll keep you out of the news. I mean, that'll do a lot. Yo, live your life by those two rules. Don't fuck with meth. Don't fuck with anybody that fucks with meth. But yeah. All right. But yeah, we'll wrap on that. I know ending on depressing news sucks, but. Hey, man, that was hilarious. Hopefully we can get some uh, some more jolly news for next week. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember, hit us up on Twitter. Check us out. I put up a bunch of funny tweets for the uh, for the debate. Yeah, yeah, we be around. Yeah, yeah, tweets. slowly trying to grow, tweet, grow tweet. the following as much as we can. You know, interact with people. Um, definitely reach out if you can. Tell a friend to tell a friend that it's them again. Uh, always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. And learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly do learn from. Peace. Take it easy.